0: Hello there. Welcome to this episode of Forest Ghost Conversations. This is your host, Anthony King, and this week, in anticipation of Star Wars Celebration, I'm going to learn all about Disneyland from Mercedes Gleason of the Chat Disney Podcast. Before we get started, I'm inviting you to join the conversation with us. We can be found on Twitter at Forest Ghost Pod. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok just by searching Forest Ghost Conversations. We look forward to connecting with you on those platforms, and also please be sure just to give us a subscription, rate us, and review the podcast on your listing site of choice. And without further ado, it's time to gather around the campfire with for some Force ghost Conversations. Okay, everyone, we're back. And I am so excited to get into the main discussion for our episode, basically a crash course into all things Disneyland, Disneyland 101, if you will. For those attending Star Wars Celebration, um, I imagine that many of you will probably be around the Anaheim area and maybe planning a trip to the Disneyland Resort at some point during your stay, um, either before or after the convention or maybe even during. I know there's a Star Wars night during the uh, the Friday of uh May, I believe, May twenty, May 27th, so that Friday of Star Wars Celebration. Um, so we're going to get a crash course and all that on the other side of this break. But before then, let's get into some Star Wars news for this week in the, the Cloud City Gossip segment. Now, first, we are officially less than a month from the per- premiere of Obi-Wan Kenobi. This new series will premiere on Disney Plus on May 27th with two brand new episodes. That's pretty cool, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to Disney Plus and stay tuned here on Force Coast Conversations as we break down the season week by week. Also, May the 4th be with you. Am I right? If you celebrate May 4th as Star Wars Day, which is at the time of this podcast release, will be the following week, I believe on Wednesday. Um, so if you celebrate May 4th of Star Wars Day, StarWars.com has listed the many deals from various vendors so you can celebrate in the manner that fits best for you. From clothes to games to posters, there's something on sale for every Star Wars fan in your life. Also, and additionally, the full panel list for Star Wars Celebration has been released. If you're going to the convention, be sure to check out the Celebration website so you are prepared in advance. For the presentations you would like to attend and furthermore for the folks behind the convention uh, the folks behind the convention have shared the process for how people will be able to attend the major panels each day and forest ghost conversations will continue to keep you all updated as more news is released in advance of the convention and on the other side of this break we'll be back with our main topic for today a crash course into disneyland Okay, everyone. Welcome back to Forest Coast Conversations. And as I alluded to in the preamble, I am so excited to welcome our first ever returning guest to Forest Ghost Conversations, the wonderful Mercedes Gleason from the Chat Disney Podcast. Mercedes, welcome back to Forest Coast Conversations.
1: Thank you so much for having me back on the show.
0: It is absolutely our pleasure. And um, I'm very excited to get into a podcast episode and discussion that is basically in your wheelhouse about the the Disney and the Disney parks and specifically Disneyland and uh, well, I guess the Disneyland resort if you want to get really technical about it with including California Adventure and the whole surrounding area of it all but to start I would love to hear about your first experience in Disneyland Uh, can you explain your initial reactions and feelings being in the happiest place on earth
1: Absolutely. So just to give a bit of a, a bit of lay of the land, in the UK, it's not very typical to go to Disneyland. We normally, growing up, families will go to either Disneyland Paris or Walt Disney World. However, my best friend and fellow host of the Chat Disney podcast, Tash, she was quite a strange family growing up in that her parents <laughs> always took her to Disneyland in Anaheim Mm. and and that's because her father is a big big Disney fan and and Disney loyalist and you know it's the original so I knew a lot about it probably more than the average British person just from hearing her tales so I really wanted to see the park for myself and I remember when I first went to Disneyland and to be honest with you I was a little underwhelmed. The castle is quite small and (laughs) at that time it was actually behind scaffolding as well so I don't know what yeah I know right typical and I don't know what I thought was going to happen when I walked down Main Street USA like I was going to see the ghost of Walt Disney or so I don't know (laughs) but I was expecting some kind of like real emotional feeling and I'm not quite sure that came but Mm. what I would say is as the trip went on the floodgates were definitely open when I had to leave and I think I did feel that emotional connection throughout the trip but yeah my initial kind of thoughts walking in was like ah it's quite small (laughs) there we are
0: (laughs) yeah I mean I watched the um They did that wonderful documentary series on Disney Plus that was like the uh, behind the attractions and the one episode focused specifically on the castles and just to see the evolution of it all. I'm just like, wow, that's a smaller castle there. But I like the cool like perspective angle that they had to do in order to make it seem like it's bigger without actually making it. Physically taller.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And they've continued to do that. You know, Disneyland Paris also has a Sleeping Beauty castle. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, an homage to the original. And even though the castle is taller, they still use that kind of perspective. And we've seen them use that through Main Street USA and Hollywood Studios, Walt Disney Studios, and so on. So, yeah, I mean, the Imagineering is absolutely incredible. And I was very lucky and as part of my trip at Disneyland, I, I got to do the Walk in Waltz Footsteps Tour, which is a behind-the-scenes uh, tour and you get to go on all of the original attractions that were there on opening day, obviously the ones that are still standing, and they gave you a little bit more of the history and the background and then the tour finishes by going into the firehouse, into Walt's apartment and that oh, amazing. was... For me, I I can't even begin to describe what an amazing, amazing experience that was. And I really have to thank my husband because as I, as you will know, Anthony, and anyone who has listened to the Chat Disney podcast before, my husband is not the biggest Disney fan. (laughs) And we were going to Disneyland and he booked the tour for me as a surprise because he knew just what it would mean. And it was just honestly the best best thing that I could have done so yeah if you are you know a proper Walt Disney fan and into the history and that sort of stuff I would definitely recommend the tour
0: oh well well done to your husband that's an a plus a plus gift right there um how cool is that getting to see the apartment I mean I didn't even know that was possible oh
1: yeah yeah you can and they do take your photo Nice. So you're not allowed to take photos, but the cast member that accompanies you up there will take one photo of you on your mobile device. So yeah, really well, awesome. That,
0: that's fantastic. Um, so I assume probably people at home are wondering, why is a Star Wars podcast talking about Disneyland right now? And and for the folks at home, if, if you've, you've been listening to Force Ghost Conversations over the last couple of months here. You know that Star Wars Celebration is literally less than a month away at this point and fortunately for those that will be in attendance it is in anaheim it's right there at the convention center literally as far as i understand looking at a google map blocks away from the entrance to both disneyland and california adventure so and that's kind of the point of this podcast is do a do a disneyland 101 for those of you at home such as myself who have not been to the disneyland era area ever before so mercedes for those that may be attending Star Wars Celebration, which again is taking place in Anaheim, um, I imagine that many are planning to go to either the Disneyland Resort or California Adventure at some point during their, their trip. So what are some of like, the top tips that you would recommend to those that are planning their vacations?
1: Yeah, this is a really good shout. And I guess I'll cater this for people that haven't been to Disneyland before. If you are going as part of the Star Wars celebration, obviously you want to touch all of the Star Wars areas. So you've Star Tours, of course, but then you've also got brand new Galaxy's Edge as well. And you've got your two attractions in Galaxy's Edge that you absolutely don't want to miss. Smuggler's Run and then, of course, Rise of the Resistance, which is the biggie. And I've not been to Galaxy's Edge yet. I'm going this September to Orlando and I absolutely can't wait. So they're kind of the Star Wars things that you want to hit. And then I would say for anybody who perhaps hasn't been to any Disney park before or hasn't been to Disneyland or it's just a bit of time and you want to really appreciate the unique areas of the park, I think my favourite part of Disneyland, and again it kind of taps into that whole history and Walt Disney side of it, is the New Orleans area. Mm. So I think it's New Orleans Square and This is where you have Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's totally unique to Disneyland in Anaheim. You don't have anything else like this in the other Disney parks around the world and not only is it home to two of my favorite attractions but the vibe and the atmosphere in this area is where you watch Fantasmic so those of mm. you that are familiar with the amphitheater setting in Hollywood Studios it's totally different in Disneyland you literally sit on the ground just in the park like you would watch fireworks or something but you're wow. sitting on the floor yep really weird and it just happens on like the river so the river that you have in in, in it's in Frontierland in Paris and I'm not quite sure where it is in Walt Disney World I think it's Frontierland as well this kind of runs past New Orleans Square and you literally mm. just sit on the ground so really amazing atmosphere in the evening the music the jazz you've got the beignets there and of course the mint julep as well which was Walt mm. Disney's favorite cocktail and you can enjoy this in New Orleans Square as well so that's definitely one area that I absolutely think you need to hear. And then I guess with regards to California Adventure, and I'm sure we'll touch upon this um, throughout today's episode, something that was really wild to me was that I went to California Adventure with very low expectations. I didn't know an awful lot about it, to be completely honest with you. And I absolutely loved it. So then when I went back and watched the Imagineering series and Mm. saw how it was essentially just a parking lot that they needed to fill and it kind of didn't really know what it was. And now they're kind of going back and trying to rectify everything. I was really shocked because I was hugely impressed with California Adventure. I liked how relaxed it was. And I really liked some of the attractions there: Soaring, the Coaster. It's got some real sort of big e-ticket attractions. So yeah, I've mentioned lots of different things there, but obviously the Star Wars stuff definitely hit up New Orleans Square. And yeah, don't dismiss California Adventure.
0: Well, I'm glad that you brought up California Adventure, but and some of, you alluded to some of the the top attractions there. But you know, you mentioned it already, and and if. Those at home that haven't already, go watch The Imagineering Story. It is phenomenally well done uh, in terms of just a documentary series. You will not regret watching it. But California Adventure and Disneyland Resort are vastly different parks. Just even looking at the, the maps on the Disneyland app, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of difference between the two of them. Um, what are some like the can't miss attractions at both parks that you would really recommend to our viewers that, uh, or listeners that maybe only have one day in each park?
1: Sure. So I think for me in the main Disneyland park, the Indiana Jones ride, I absolutely would rate. And the reason why is because it's just so unique and it is a really cool ride as well. So it's kind of like a hybrid of the Indiana Jones section in the great movie ride and also dinosaur in Animal Kingdom. (laughs) It's really awesome. And we do have an Indiana Jones roller coaster in Paris, but that's completely different to this. This is like a dark ride, like in like a doom buggy, like you're being shaken around, there's like snakes, like the rolling ball is coming towards you. It's epic. And I didn't even, I could have missed this quite easily. It was just like, oh, should we check this out? We'll see what it is. It's actually amazing. So that's the first attraction. I don't know if you're familiar with this ride.
0: Oh, no, I, I've never, I mean, I've never been out there. I've only heard rumblings that it's, that it's good. I just have in my head, like the stunt show that they do in, in, uh, <laughs> in Florida, um, Indiana Jones. And uh, I, I'm so excited to go on, on that ride. It just as a, a, a Lucasfilm fan, right? It's, Indiana Jones is now a part of the Disney family, but it originally was uh, done by Lucasfilm and still is done by Lucasfilm. Uh, so love, love Indiana Jones, love Harrison Ford. Yeah. You're speaking definitely. to my heart right now. Yeah,
1: good. Okay, so that one, that one definitely, obviously, you know, Galaxy's Edge is an obvious one. So we'll we'll go away from Galaxy's Edge. So I think that one, just as I say, it's really awesome, but also totally unique. Mm -hmm. I think for the main Disneyland park as well, other unique things are the Matterhorn, which is kind of like a... I hate to say this, but it's like a poor man's expedition Everest really. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's an original ride. Walt will road it, will you know, help the Imagineers to create it. So it's cool in that sense. Mm-hmm. There's also an Alice in Wonderland dark ride as well, which there isn't in any other park in the, ri- in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's another unique attraction. And then after that, it's all, you know, my favorites that I go on everywhere around the world. So you've got Star Tours and it's the adventure continues. So it's exactly the same as the other versions of it, where you've got like the randomization of the different scenes. So that's really cool. And I just love that attraction. And I probably, I'd say that's it in terms of the main part because everything mm-hmm. else you can ride in other places, obviously Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, they're the first one. So you probably want to take them off, but yeah, you'll, you'll be familiar with them. And then moving over to California Adventure, I would probably have to say the Coaster, which was previously known as California Screaming. <laughs> That's really awesome. And you've got your usuals in there as well. You've got Soaring. That was obviously the original Soaring, the first one ever. Soaring over California is now Soaring over the world as well. And you've also got Toy Story Mania in that park as well. But again, it's your standard toy story mania there was something else that i was about to say that's completely escaped my brain while i was talking about unique attractions I <laughs> thought something else i'm sure it'll come back to me okay but yeah oh the cars area that's oh it. yes yes yeah so i'm sure you've probably seen pictures of this like just floating around online but the whole radiator springs area is so, so well executed. Mm. Just walking around there, like, you know, with a beer or some nachos, whatever your vice is. It's really awesome. And it's really cool to do it in the day, but then also at nighttime when they light it all up. Oh, so cool. yeah, I would definitely, again, I think, you know, cars, people think oh, cars and kind of dismiss it. But that area is amazing. And then I guess, oh, California Adventure as well. We obviously have just done a Marvel episode on chat Disney together and Mm -hmm. you've just reminded me as well (laughs) of of course how could I forget Hollywood Tower Hotel is Guardian's mission breakout in Disneyland and I mean this was something that as a huge Hollywood Tower Hotel fan I was quite mortified about when I heard about this right and I love the Guardians but I was quite upset about this, hmm. and rather controversially, I have to say, I actually <laughs> think it's better.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I'll have to report back on it. let you know?
1: I think a lot of people that have actually been on it, like, there's a lot of. I mean, Diz Twitter can be a very negative, dark place <laughs> yeah. anyway. Um, and there's a lot of people that have a lot to say about it, but haven't been on it. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I'll try anything once I'm very, you know, I'm a very opinionated person, but if I haven't experienced something for, m- for myself, I don't really feel like I can give an opinion. So it was very important to me that I went on it. I know there are a lot of people that are like, I'm not even going to go on it. And it was like, no, come on, we need to, we need to see what this is all about. Yeah. And the actual ride mechanism I don't want to spoil it for you but they've updated that so it's much more intense and thrilling than the Hollywood Tower Hotel was
0: more intense
1: yes yeah but it kind of like it's it's really interesting okay this is a really weird analogy and this is just how my brain works you know how the whole plot of Monsters Inc is that they realize that instead of screams to sort of fuel Monstropolis Mm -hmm. they can use laughter I feel like that's what's happened with this. I feel like they realised that just by tweaking the mechanism slightly, it's it's still that same sensation of dropping, but instead of the the screams of terror, it's mm. this kind of giddy like laughter. I, I remember just laughing the entire. As soon as I was strapped in, we were off, and I just felt giddy and full of euphoria the entire time. Oh, and good. Yeah, it's really cool, and and what's really awesome about it as well is that every time you ride it, you have a slightly different experience, and the music changes as well.
0: Nice. Well, I'm I've never been on the Tower of Terror before. Uh, oh, really? I am gonna share some news about me right now. That <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I'm not super into thrill rides for okay. the most part. I okay. am terrified of roller coasters. <gasps> um, I. I have somehow been on rock and roller coaster twice in my life. And those are wild experiences for everybody on board. (laughs) I somehow have also been on, I believe it's what the mission to Mars spaceship or Mars twice, Twice. the the, the hard version, not the green version. I wish I would have done the green version twice. I've done that twice and that's more enjoyable than the orange track. So me getting on roller coasters is a wild experience to begin with. I love expedition Everest that might be my favorite ride over at world at this point, but I don't know what it's the difference there on that one, but um, I am going, I mean, I love the guardian, so I'm going to, I'm going to buck up and do it. 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 Um, I did. I did want to pick your brain a little bit about a few that you did note here uh, in a bit more detail. So you're, as of this week, you're in great company with that cars discussion here. I, I watched Cars three for for the first time this last week.
1: No way! I watched Cars three for the first time two weeks ago. check that out! How weird is that?
0: It is very odd, and you know, small world, I guess, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't know. I I want to speak for you, but I, I frankly really loved it. I thought it. I completely subverted my expectations after Cars two, and brought it kind of back down to earth from the first one. uh, In many ways. And uh, it only made me more excited to at least walk past Cars area. But I listened to another um, Disney podcast this week that the person went to Disneyland for the first time as well. And they were just raving about Radiator Springs. They said it was their favorite ride in the entire resort. And they wow. kind of alluded to it being similar to like test, test Track. Is that is that, would you make that same statement?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a dark ride it's it's yeah it's a dark ride that then kind of turns into test track it's definitely more family friendly than test track it's Mm -hmm. like a tamer version and then obviously because you've got the car's IP in there it's just it's a little bit more Disney than test track so yeah I, I I wouldn't say it was one of my favorite attractions but and 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 it does have very long queues but I kind of it was one of those attractions where it was like I don't really care how long the queue is. I I have to ride this because it's kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. Right. But that area in general just hugely impressed me and yeah I liked Cars 3 too I think the reason (laughs) that I hadn't watched it was because I was so disappointed with Cars 2 Mm -hmm. that I thought yeah and then how strange yeah I literally watched it like two weeks ago for the first time but no I just love that whole franchise
0: fantastic well yeah I was putting together an exercise bike for my wife and myself and I just threw on some background noise I was like oh I guess might as well put on a movie I've never watched before yeah cross it off the list and well, I, I found myself just watching the entire movie at the end, you know, poor exercise bike. Took a little bit longer to put together.
1: <laughs> oh, best. I think now, so now that I know that you're not that into coasters, I probably would say that you will really enjoy the Matterhorn. Oh, okay. You said about Expedition Everest and it's kind of like if Expedition Everest and Thunder Mountain had a baby, it would be the Matterhorn. So okay. I think I think you would like that. Um, What I would say
0: is, <laughs> <laughs>
1: how are you with heights
0: well i'm i think i'm okay with heights it, well maybe i'm not based off of how i'm gonna qualify it here in a second is like i can do inside in the dark roller coasters like no it was like space mountain love it right I, that's that's my jam i can do it night and day well because it, it's it's inside right i can do it any <laughs> time of the day um the rock and roller coaster is only okay because it's it's dark it's just um it's that initial like blast off that they do that gets me um but once that's done I'm usually okay the rest of the way it's like the, the fact that I can't see where I'm going is is the okay thing so I don't know if maybe that is like a hidden like I don't like heights <laughs> kind <Possibly. of> deal. <laughs> I
1: think what I would say and this is like my hot take on Disneyland for anyone listening when you think of Disneyland in California, if you've never been before, for me, the the sort of apart from the castle, the vision that I wanted to have, or the view, I should say, that I wanted to have was that amazing area in California Adventure where you've got the lake and then you've got the Mickey Ferris wheel and the coaster. And so naturally, you know, I see this iconic site and think, well, you know, got to go on that Mickey Ferris wheel. It's got to be done. The worst decision of my entire like honestly, this thing. So it's called the Pixar Pal Around, but I don't know why it's called that because I don't <laughs> think they want you to be pals at the end of it. It was like no. many arguments with me and my husband. So yeah, it's called the Pixar Pal Around, and it's honestly the worst experience of my entire life. There's it's a bit like you know how you were talking about Mission Space and how mm. there's the orange version and the green version. So on this Pixar power round or the Mickey Ferris wheel, Mickey's fun wheel, whatever it used to be called, there's like the normal version where you just go around. And then I really don't know how to explain this very well, but essentially within the Ferris wheel, you've got these mini little circles and you sort of go around within the bigger circle. Basically it's a horrible dizzy hideous experience from a great high it's super slow so you're on it for a long time it's not like if you're hating it it's going to be over really quickly it's awful and i've recounted this story before on the chat disney podcast my husband and i were sat with a very elderly asian gentleman, and he was just howling the whole time he was with a toddler who i assume was a grandchild and he was just the whole time going oh oh like this and i was just honestly (laughs) i'm good with heights as well i don't have an issue with heights but because of the wind i think we took the easy version as well but it's just yeah i mean yeah just i really wouldn't recommend anyone went on that unless they especially enjoyed ferris
0: wheels you have solidified Me not going on it. I was already planning on not based off of the horror stories I've seen on Disney TikTok. I could they literally, they'll just show people swaying on a breezy day.
1: I haven't seen that. I'm definitely like that. That sounds very in keeping with the experience that I had. It was traumatic.
0: I I can feel the trauma already. (laughs) I I will gladly sit and watch from a distance and just yeah. enjoy the ambiance as it's That's going. It.
1: You just want to see it like when you walk in and everything. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, now that now that I know this about you, maybe I would slightly refine my suggestions. I definitely wouldn't advise the Incredi Coaster for you. <laughs>
0: you say you say no to that. Okay. Cause that was gonna be my next question about was about do you recommend it or not? My wife wants me to go on it. She's basically saying, like, you need to go on this. We're going on it, basically. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, sure. Anything for you?
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I love it, but it's two of the things that you just expressed you're not comfortable with. It's a launch coaster and it's outside. So <laughs> I don't know if it's the best. But it fit. doesn't
0: have like big loops and stuff like that where you're going. I In a circle, right? Because it's like it's a wooden coaster, right? You would think that's not no. possible. Oh, it's not.
1: No, oh. I'm pretty sure it has at least one inversion. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it has an inversion. I could be wrong, but I feel like it does. It's definitely not wooden.
0: Oh well. <laughs> I love my wife, so we'll see. We'll see. I happens. really
1: enjoyed it. It's cool. Like it. it they they rethemed it just after Incredibles 2 came out mm-hmm. and you've got like that narrative of like the Jack Jack Num Num cookies and yeah it's it's a cute
0: theme. Well I believe they have a Jack Jack Num Num cookies around the Incredicoaster so I might have to reward myself with one if and when I survive this. <laughs>
1: They do. They have many awesome Pixar snacks. So what was Paradise Pier? They have basically rebranded that now Pixar Pier. Mm -hmm. And so there's also where you can get the Senor Buzz churros, which is quite cool. So there's a nice like little kiosk and it's themed around when Buzz turned Spanish in Toy Story 3. Oh, yes. And you've got angry dogs as well, which is anger from inside out. And you pick how spicy you want the hot dog based on like the anger. So there's like furious, like, I don't know what's more angry than furious. That's probably the spiciest <laughs> one, raging. I don't know. Um, so that's quite cute. Yeah, I really like the theming of California Adventure. And there's, there's just, I think for me, I'm very, very lucky and I'm very aware of of the privilege and the experiences that I've been able to have. And I've visited four out of the six Disney parks around the world now. So for me personally, anything unique that I know I, I can't experience anywhere else in the world is always mm. going to be a highlight when I go to a Disney park.
0: Great. Well, I'm very excited to go to California Adventure. You've only, only made me more excited for this uh, as we get closer to uh, our upcoming trip here. Yeah. So, in my next question here, this is a bit more about modern Disney uh and the parks, are, how how they're run and how you experience the parks now. And this is something that's come up, I think, in the last year. It's been since what September, August, something like that. But Genie Plus is the new Fast Pass or Lightning Lane system at Disneyland Resort, even Disney World now too. I believe. I don't, I'm not sure if it's over at Paris or. Uh, anywhere else around the world? I know I, I, I've seen on Twitter that you, you you all got something uh, very similar coming soon, maybe. Um, but can you explain a little bit more about this technology? What is it? What does it entail? And um, you know, what, how how does it really work? To be honest. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for sure. So the thing is, it's very confusing. This is the first thing that you need to know. And a lot of people have been joking, you know, we need degrees now to go to these parks because it's so confusing. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. The good news is if you're listening to this and you've been to Walt Disney World and you've got your head around the Walt Disney World system, the Disneyland one's a little bit easier in that you don't have to book park reservations or anything like that you can just turn up on the day and decide which park you're going to go into you can hop back and forth mm-hmm. and the other thing I guess just while we're touching upon that to know is that in Walt well, Disney World obviously if that's what you're familiar to you have to get a bus or a boat or a train or whatever it is to your destination whereas you literally can just cross the road and you're in California Adventure. So it's yeah, a two-minute stroll to nip between the parks. So very, very doable to park hop. So Disney Genie is a free planning app that allows you essentially to put in some of your preferences when you're going to a Disney park. And then the Disney Genie will formulate a sort of advised itinerary for you. And I've been experimenting with this a lot at home. <laughs> And bearing in mind, I don't really hide the fact that I hate It's a Small World and every (laughs) single time I put like a Magic Kingdom itinerary down, it wants me to go on It's a Small World. I'm kind of not that sure about how well this itinerary works. I would say that if you are going to a Disney park for the first time ever, you know, you're not very informed. I mean, hey, you're probably not listening to this podcast if you're not very informed when it comes to Disney. But if you are a bit of a noob and you you haven't watched the YouTube videos, you haven't listened to the podcast, then yeah, Disney Genie is a nice planning tool that might just help push you in the right direction and maybe encourage you to explore things that you didn't even know were there. And then Disney Genie Plus is the sort of paid for add-on to that free planning tool. And this is essentially what fast Pass was. So Disney Genie Plus gives you the ability to Q-jump if you are in a Disney park. And I wish that was the end of it, but unfortunately it's not. <laughs> it's way more complicated than that. So... With the Disney Genie Plus, it's not for all attractions. The attractions that are available, you basically go in, you book your attraction when you get into the park. It gives you a time slot to come back to. Very, very similar to the old Fast Pass system. You can't have two bookings at once. So you have to wait either to go on the attraction or I think it's for two hours to pass before you can book your next one, whichever one comes first. There are also, in addition to this, something that we call lightning lanes, and these are even more exclusive attractions, (laughs) so, you know, your Rise of Your Resistance, that kind of stuff, where even if you've paid for your Disney Genie Plus, if you want to queue jump those attractions, you have to uh, pay an additional cost to use a lightning lane, which is exactly the same as Fast Pass, basically, but that is an additional cost. And... Yeah, it's hugely confusing. The good news is the Walt Disney World and the Disneyland systems are pretty much the same. As I say, Disneyland slightly easier because you've not got the added pressure of park reservations and not being able to queue, uh, park hop, and all that kind of stuff. Paris is a whole other ball game that we won't go into. Even more complex, arguably. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting because I kind of is re- it's really interesting to me because a lot of people are blaming COVID and blaming kind of, you know, Disney leadership for this. Bob Chapek is obviously the one who's kind of at the brunt of this. And, mm-hmm. you know, Disney are not putting the guests first. And you yada the idea, you had to pay for Fast Pass in Disney Shanghai when it opened in 2016. Wow. So I don't think this is a new thing that's just happened overnight. I think that they... Yeah tested the waters in Disneyland in Shanghai. There are a lot of things they did in Shanghai that we're now seeing trickled out. Paris is normally a guinea pig as well. So we actually had something in Paris called Premier Access about two years ago, just before the pandemic. And that was paid for Fast Pass. So I don't think that it's fair to, don't get me wrong, I think that there are lots of decisions that Disney leaders have made recently that I don't agree with. But I don't think this is necessarily off the back of the the COVID pandemic or you know the change in CEO or anything like that. They were charging for Fast Pass in Shanghai in 2016. Like this has been coming for a while, I believe.
0: Agreed. Uh, it, it's it's like what are you gonna? What else are you gonna do? Right? It's it's Disney. You're gonna be there. You want to? Everyone wants to be on these high high uh, anticipated and 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 uh, everybody wants to be on these attractions, right? So I mean. They're gonna try and make money off of it, and that's the you know the way I look at it is sometimes a non-cynical way. You know, you, you pay now and you get to do a cool ride ten years down the line, right? It's an investment in in the parks and in the Disney brand, and it helps fund other things down the line. So you know, yeah. that's that's, that's how nice I kind thing. of rationalize my head around it a little bit here, just to make it a le- little easier as I'm. I'm yeah, that I bill. think
1: so. <laughs> I think so, and you know, it's easy to to look back and reminisce of, of the way things used to be and you know especially when we look at Walt Disney World now the cost for things that used to come you know included but that's not exclusive to Disney that's just the way of the world and it's awful but right. you know we're having an energy crisis at the moment in the UK our energy bills are going up by 80 percent is to do with Brexit and
0: COVID. Wow. Oh. yeah it's I'm terrible sorry to hear that (laughs)
1: It's it's really awful, and the thing is, those affected are the ones that are in poverty, right? And they're literally having to make decisions as to whether they can have dinner or whether they can pay for the electric. It's awful, and you know, small things like carrier bags. We have to pay for carrier bags now because we're trying to, you know, I mean, that's for a good reason. That's Mm -hmm. because the environment. But anyway, the world changes, and you know, if you are still able to get to Disneyland, there are families that are being priced out. There are families that, you know, I saw something on Twitter recently. It was deeply sad. It was an American family that was saying that they go to Orlando every single year as a family. And 2022 is the first year Mm. they're not going to be able to do that because they've just been priced out. So yeah, it, it is hard and I appreciate that. But at the same time, there's nothing new here, like costs go up, inflation is a thing. Yeah. And as you say, they know that there will be people that will pay it. So
0: well, and and also, these rides that they put together are not cheap. And as, as we get more inclusive and expanded storytelling creative methods, I mean, Rise of the Resistance, probably the peak of what they've been able to create Imagineering wise right now, until Tron opens up in you know California, or sorry, not California, Florida, and then Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind opens up, uh I believe, at the end of the month too. Like our tastes as consumers are only going up, and they got to front that bill too.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Can I just say though, I've actually ridden Tron because obviously oh, that, yeah, that's a Shanghai ride. Oh,
0: I didn't know you've been to the Shanghai park.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So Tash lived in China, my co-host at Chat Disney. Yeah. It's a whole other yeah, we'll talk about this another time. But yeah, so I went out there and visited her for the grand opening. So I've done I've done Tron and I think that (laughs) Rise of the Resistance is probably more of Tron's great, but Rise of the Resistance. I haven't been on it yet, but I've watched lots of walkthroughs and things like that and oh my god anyone that's going to the star wars celebration like this week to go on that ride like i'm hugely hugely jealous i would love to do that i've actually never been to any disney park on may the 4th before but what i have wow. done is um something called star wars the season of the force i had to think about that the
0: season of the force i love yes. that of it
1: Yes, you would love it. So I think it's to do with low season and just trying to encourage people to go. But pretty much every January in Disneyland Paris, it's the season of The Force. And they have like this basically takeover and everything is star wars themed and they have like you know a brass orchestra when you walk into Walt Disney Studios playing like John Williams music and Mm. cantina band and all that kind of stuff and they have like little shows where you know the stormtroopers will just randomly walk down Main Street USA and you're like what's going on and they'll do a special firework projection show on the Hollywood Tower and it's a Star Wars themed show that's really awesome. And they have meet and greets with Ray and Chewie. And yeah, I've, I've been lucky enough to do that twice. And it's always amazing. So yeah, I'd love to go for Star Wars weekends. I think they still do Star Wars weekends in May in Walt Disney World. I haven't heard anything about it this year. So maybe that was a COVID casualty. Honestly, I
0: think it might've been a COVID casualty. I think, <laughs> I think it honestly has been. Uh, I will say... Um, in the Star Wars theme of it all, they are doing I think three Disneyland Star Wars nights, um, where they get special tickets. I believe where you can only go to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Um, so, and and one of those nights is the Friday of the of Star Wars celebration. So I know a lot of people that are going to the convention are partaking in that i will be not there i will be (laughs) at a hopefully a nice restaurant at disney downtown disney uh enjoying enjoying a a relaxing evening after kenobi comes out that day
1: (laughs) oh yeah i know it's all happening happening. it's all
0: happening at the same time yep
1: this is it i'm gonna be i mean hey there's worse places to be but i'm gonna be in the maldives this week so i'm like toes and fingers and everything crossed that i have good wi-fi at my hotel or i'm gonna be really frustrated
0: (laughs) well i'm telling you this um maldives is where rogue one was filmed stop that can't be true oh it's true that's the the third act scarif is is the maldives yep what so when you're there on the beach or doing what you're doing you can pretend like you're Jin erso and and steal the death star plans (laughs) wow
1: I'm gonna have to watch that now that I can't I actually can't fathom that I think also people think of the Maldives as like this really like gorgeous idyllic paradise and I'm sure for most people it is but my forecast on my phone for the next week is just consistent thunder and lightning so I really will I'll have that like moody kind of gray like mise-en-scene that they have in Rogue One as well
0: (laughs) oh my goodness well I hope I hope it clears up that would be Terrible. I hope. I hope yeah. it clears up. Exactly. I know you've been waiting for this for a while. So
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god, I did not know that. That's awesome. And yeah, the more you know.
0: Exactly. Well, getting back to Disneyland here, what is a Disney park without food? You've talked about some of the great uh, offerings that are already around Pixar up here. Um, But what are some of the best food, treats, drinks and restaurants, both at Disneyland Resort and at California Adventure that you would recommend to people that might be visiting the parks?
1: Best question ever. I mean, I honestly am not exaggerating when I say that food is my favorite reason to go to Disney parks. It's the thing that gets me the most excited. And I know that's weird, but it is. And I also, and this is a very bold statement, but I would say that of the four Disney resorts that I've been to, the food at Disneyland is hands down the best. Like Wow, okay by a country mile, like a hundred percent, it's so good. So, so good. So my standouts, they're kind of, most of these are snacks, so I apologize. Oh, actually one of them's not so, okay. Sorry. I'm just so excited. My brain's like,
0: I love just, it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I I got a pen and paper. I'm ready to write down every single I one know. of these.
1: <laughs> so the first one that I highly recommend is the Blue Bayou restaurant. Now this is the restaurant that's in that amazing New Orleans square section that we spoke about. And it's inside the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. So as you're eating your dinner, the boats go past whilst you're eating. If you do want to eat here, I would definitely recommend making your reservation. And then the morning of your reservation, pop to the restaurant and just say, Hey, my name's Anthony. I've got a restaurant reservation at six or whatever time it is. Please can I request to be near the water? And they can't guarantee, but they'll try and do what they can to get you that water side seat. So Definitely recommend doing that. There's also a Phantasmic dinner package. I don't know if this was a COVID casualty, but they used to have a Phantasmic dinner package so you could dine at Ble- Blue Bayou. And then so that you didn't have that horrible, like crazy mosh pit experience <laughs> that can be Fantasmic at Disneyland, you get taken to like a little private viewing area, like right at the front, which is, yeah. I mean, you'll have seen Phantasmic in um in hollywood studios and i don't want to ruin it but the phantasmic at disneyland is even better
0: okay okay i don't even know
1: if it's running right now i don't know if it's back
0: i'm gonna check it out as soon as we're done with this call here i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up
1: (laughs) it's worth doing because even though they have it at hollywood studios there's one moment in particular that they have in california that they don't have there and it's like amazing so yeah that's awesome definitely recommend blue bayou and you can also get the very famous disneyland monte cristo sandwich from blue bayou as well Mm. they have bought the monte cristo to Walt disney world for the 50th anniversary but it's normally exclusive to disneyland so that's where you can get that guy the donut stand by the castle is another like must do experience so they have different flavored donuts every single day just depending on what donut they want to make. And like, you can get Dole Whip flavored donuts. And if you get the Dole Whip one, it will come with like a cute little um, umbrella. There's like, I had a mini donut that was strawberry lemonade flavor. Like they're just really random concoctions. They change Mm. them every day. So definitely grab yourself a donut. I would say, I'm trying to think of things that aren't, at Walt Disney World, especially for you. But obviously, anyone going, you've got your usuals, your pretzels, your doll whips, and all that kind of stuff. The beignets is a big one as well, because mm-hmm. again, it's exclusive to Disneyland. And then, I guess, in terms of places to eat, like restaurants, things like that, the Lamplight Lounge in California Adventure, you're smiling. Is this already on your list? I've
0: got a reservation already. Oh, yay!
1: That <laughs> amazing. That's amazing because depending on what time you go, I had um, cocktails at the Lamplight Lounge and it was like, I don't know what time it was, but the sun was setting. So whatever time that was in March. And honestly, the view, I took this amazing video of the lake. It was just before World of Colour. Mm. And it, it was just so peaceful. Like you wouldn't know you're in a theme park because you're right by the water. You couldn't hear like the screams of, of you know, Guardians or the Incredicoaster. It just, it just felt so magical I hate using that word when I'm talking about Disney because it sounds like a cliche but yeah Lamplight Lounge is is definitely one that I would recommend and then there's also the I forget what it's called it's a bakery it's not Main Street Bakery I almost want to say Carnation Cafe but it's on it's on Main Street and they do something called a Matterhorn Macaroon Mm -hmm. and that is amazing and it's not a macaron it is definitely (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's
1: definitely a macaroon it's a coconut macaroon (laughs) and it's in the shape of the Matterhorn and then it has like white chocolate drizzled down it for like the snow capped mountain Mm. so that's really cool and yeah they're probably my picks obviously the mint julep I already mentioned you have to do that you mentioned the jack jack num num cookie yeah
0: that'd be fabulous well I I'm excited so excited to check out some of these places. So I I imagine the blue Bayou is a hot ticket place to get into. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna we're gonna see if we can maybe scrounge up a res <laughs> Yeah,
1: see see what you can do. I I I didn't realise that they had that there actually until we were sort of, you know, planning our trip. And we have that. It used to be called the Blue Lagoon at Disneyland, but it's now mm. been re themed. It's called Captain, uh, sorry, at Disneyland Paris. Um, it's now called Captain Jack's. And Ooh, I love it. it. Yeah, it's got like <laughs> a real like pirates theme now. And like they have like a Jack Sparrow meet and greet type. Like it's like a character. Well, it's not a guaranteed character meal, but I mean, every time I go there, he's there. So pretty much is. And that's quite cool as well. But yeah, it's weird because I always forget that that's not. A thing at Walt Disney World because I think that that is a thing everywhere else. So yeah.
0: hey, hey, we're gonna we're gonna give it our best chance get a t- chance to 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 get in there. Um, yeah, it, do it. It's do almost it. like a full time job trying to get reservations for some of these places I where know. you're constantly hounding the app if there's any any openings. <laughs>
1: yeah, so that's something that's exactly the same as Walt Disney World. And yeah, I I've got a diary like a calendar reminder. To tell me when it's 60 days or 90 days whatever it is before my Walt Disney World trip so that I can get in there and, and get those reservations it's just
0: you gotta get them otherwise if you're a few hours late you lost them <laughs>
1: yeah and I guess that kind of leads me as well to Ogres Cantina which I've obviously not been to but that's like a staple as well
0: yeah I I, I mean <laughs> I uh as a funny story here I it was 60 days out in like mid-March or something like that. And, uh, I awoke at 6am. Like I believe you're supposed to, that's when you can start 6am Eastern time, I will say. Um, so 6am where I'm at and was trying to get my reservation. And I thought I got one for the day that I'm going to be there at 830 AM. And, uh, (laughs) said to my wife well, <laughs> we're gonna have a great time early in the morning <laughs> turns out i bought i got a reservation for that day <laughs> oh, and i didn't understand because the app sometimes you know you know apps aren't user-friendly sometimes so uh i ac- accidentally got one for that uh saturday morning um and so then i had to call good thing it's a three-hour time difference so i was able to call them up and you know, avoid the cancel, uh, avoid the fee for not showing up because that's another thing for you f- folks at home. If you don't show up to your reservations, they will charge you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Counts for anything if it's food or I have a lightsaber. I did the same thing for the lightsaber uh, build, and if you don't show up to that, that's two hundred dollars that you missed out uh, that you you get charged automatically for. So I called them up and got that yeah. transferred to the day I'm going to be there, and I then uh, of course all the dates or all, all the reservations for uh, Ogus has been taken up. So we're we're gonna try and uh, walk still up time. And, and. Yep. Yeah, there's, yeah still time. there's
1: still time. I think I think it'll be okay. People do cancel, especially the twenty four hours prior, mm-hmm. as you as you experienced. You got an eight thirty a.m. <laughs> you know reservation that day, but um, yeah, I think. For me, I'm that's one thing that is very good being in the UK because obviously I won't have to wake up at (laughs) six a.m. It'll be like I think it's like eleven a.m. for me or something like that. So
0: yes, you get to sleep in a bit more, Um, a little
1: bit. I'll be there ready. I've actually like that day as well. God, I hope my boss isn't listening to this, but I've blocked my (laughs) (laughs) calendar so that no one can put a meeting in at eleven because I'm like I know what I'll be doing at eleven o'clock on that day. Brilliant. Uh, it's
0: just for your mental health you just have to (laughs) you let your boss know you'll be a better employee afterwards if you know this is taken care of and that's just the peace of mind of of letting you have this little time for yourself
1: (laughs) yeah I feel like and it's so difficult for people that don't know it's like look imagine you're trying to get Glastonbury tickets and times it by a thousand like that's how serious this is and how present I need to be but, yeah, I have some friends that are going to Walt Disney World next week, and they managed to get all of their reservations, but not on the day they've been just refreshing the app and checking and they managed to get the ones that they couldn't get initially. So there is hope if you don't get them immediately.
0: There is hope and I there are like some like sites that you can sign up for like alerts uh, they'll, they'll email Ooh. you if um if a space does become available so look for those things. You can even pay someone to do it for you. (laughs) You can pay like $15 for a person to like constantly monitor it. And then they'll just get it for you. If something does come available. I mean, you run the risk of nothing, something like that. I don't quote, don't quote me on that, but it is something like that.
1: (laughs) That's so cheap.
0: It's like, but it's per restaurant though. So, you know, it does add up if you want to do a lot.
1: I thought even you just pay them $15 and they'll check all the Oh, rest
0: I wish. It. I wish it was only $15. <laughs> That's so cheap.
1: That's like 10 pounds. Like, so cheap. Oh, if oh, only. There you are. Well, Amazing.
0: I did have a follow-up to this question here. Uh, I think over the last week, you have discovered my my endearing love of Mickey waffles. Where in the world can I find a Mickey waffle at Disneyland?
1: <laughs> so, the Mickey waffles at Disneyland, they're going to be at any kind of breakfast location. Uh, okay. So, I don't know if you're staying at a Disney hotel or not. No, you're not. we're not. Okay, so that rules that one out. Carnation Cafe that I mentioned earlier, whether I meant Carnation Cafe earlier or not, I can't remember, but I do mean it now. They definitely have them. And I think there's a place, you know, you have the, the um, oh, what's it called? Is it Sleepy Hollow in, in Orlando where you can get like funnel cake with like whipped cream and cherries and stuff. I think that's yeah, what it's sounds called. about right we'll go with that it's it's not it's either Liberty Tree Tavern or Sleepy Hollow I think it's Sleepy Hollow they do have a similar place like that in California as well where you can get like I think it's actually the ice cream parlor but you can get like funnel cake and things with whipped cream and like a glacier cherry on top Mm. and I definitely saw a Mickey waffle version of that as well and then of course the buffet at and I'm going to butcher this because it's called something different in every single Disney park but the Crystal Palace or it might not be called that there but basically you know there's always that restaurant like if you're in the main hub of the Magic Kingdom there's that like big, I think it's Plaza Inn or Plaza Gardens.
0: Yeah, Inn. I think you're about right. Yeah,
1: it's I think it's Crystal Palace in Disneyland, or that could be Disneyland Paris, but whatever <laughs> it's called. Actually, I think maybe Plaza Inn. It doesn't matter. That Glass Hub restaurant where they do character breakfasts, you'll definitely be able to get your Mickey waffles there as well.
0: Well, I am looking forward to it. I I've been craving them for years. I haven't I haven't been to a Disney property since 2012.
1: So, <gasps> <laughs> so, Stop it! What Orlando? And
0: that was that was yep. I went. I've been. I've only I've only been to Disney World twice, and that's my only two times being at Disney properties, and that was in two thousand six and two thousand and twelve.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is weird. This is like the Cars three thing. I haven't been to Walt Disney World since two thousand and twelve. yo. How strange is that? I was there but-
0: uh, Christmas week, so that was. <laughs>
1: I was there in August, September time, so a little bit before. But yeah, I that's why I'm just so so pumped that I'm going this year because it's been ten years. Which yeah, I'm very spoiled. I have been to di- many many Disney parks in that time. Um, but yeah, I shouldn't have favorites, but Disney World is I mean, my favorite.
0: It's got the most stuff. So I mean, it's who got can,
1: the most stuff. It's the biggest. You really you know? can't
0: compare it to the others, frankly. You it's can't. almost like the outlier.
1: <laughs> on and I think. The park that I know the best, the resort that I know the best, is obviously Disneyland Paris because it's the one that's closest to home. And actually, the similarities between Disneyland Paris and Disneyland were quite shocking to me. I was quite surprised. Things like the storybook canals, which mm. you don't have in Walt Disney World, you have those in Disneyland. And what's really interesting as well is, um, I don't know how familiar you are with the storybook canals, but there's a moment where you go into a cave and it's Monstro from Pinocchio. But in Disneyland Paris that was built in 1992, it's actually the Cave of Wonders and you go into the tiger's mouth. So there are a few things where, because of how similar they were but also how well I know Disneyland Paris I kind of picked up on these little nuances and yeah to your point about being the outlier I think Walt Disney World and Disneyland are completely different but Mm -hmm. actually yeah Disneyland and and Disneyland Paris are very very similar and I actually thought to myself we've we've got this problem at Disneyland Paris where we've got this park called Walt Disney Studios that's just absolutely appalling it's embarrassing it's It's on the up and up it will be it's getting avengers campus this summer we're getting a galaxy's edge we don't have a date yet and we're also getting a frozen land it'll be the first frozen land in the world and i'm sure that that will be a huge huge hit so Mm -hmm. it's, it's getting there but i had this like crazy idea when i went to california adventure i was like they need to make it like French adventure. And they're almost (laughs) there, right? They've got the Ratatouille ride and like the Parisian section. I was like, all they need is like, be our guest in there. Like solutions piece, maybe some kind of nod to Hunchback of Notre Dame. Aristocats can go in there. Like there's enough IP that they could make this work. Absolutely. Yeah, but no, we're getting Avengers Campus and Galaxy's Edge instead. And I'm sure that'll be great.
0: Look, look, Every time we talk about Disneyland Paris, I get more and more excited to eventually go there. I didn't even know there is an Indiana Jones coaster there, and golly gee, I, I I wish that that Armageddon ride still existed. That I didn't know was a thing until a few weeks ago.
1: Yes, well, but I have I have to tell you though, this Armageddon attraction, like I anyone that listens to the Theme Park Trader podcast, there is a, a British podcast, and they. Love to talk about this attraction because it was honestly like the worst thing ever. What? But yeah, it was so bad. I mean, I believe
0: it, but I don't.
1: (laughs) And this, like, pre show, like, towards the sort of 2010s, like 2013, 2014, the computer in the pre show had just crashed. And it was like, I'm not exaggerating, it was like Windows 98. So you'd walk in. It was just a large windows 98, like desktop on a screen. Like I'm not exaggerating, but I loved that attraction because I love Armageddon and it was cool. (laughs) It was like, you know, it's part of the back lot area and you went on and then, like they were like right you're all extras in Armageddon so you know we're gonna tell you like when to be panicked and stuff like that and there was fire and there was like the Russian dude and he was like telling you what was going on and then like a meteor flew and then the whole floor dropped it was so great but it it had a very bad bad reputation.
0: Well, maybe one day it will get resurrected and get the...
1: I sincerely doubt that. <laughs> it was so strange, though, because this area of the park was just like a huge homage to Steve Tyler because it was opposite the Rock and Roller Coaster.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you've
1: got like the, the Aerosmith song and obviously Liv Tyler's in it. And I was like, this is just really weird. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: can never get enough Aerosmith. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling so me they played the song? To, I mean, of course they did, right? Did it just play on loop the entire time there? It
1: played when you were in the queue, along with you know, <laughs> that really like, dramatic music that like, duh, 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 I can really picture the Armageddon so- soundtrack right now. I loved that movie growing up. I remember it came up in conversation the other day, actually. One of my old uni housemates was like, oh, I remember you used to make me watch that. My husband was like, she made me watch that as well. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna be honest, I've never seen. It. I am looking forward to seeing it. I, so it's always been on my list for like fifteen You've years. Never
1: see- I've You've never seen it. it. My
0: wife had the same reaction like two weeks ago when she found out.
1: the problem is, Anthony, it's too late for you now because what's so great about it is how awful and but just how nostalgic and you're not gonna have any nostalgia
0: now. oh, oh, I'm trust me i'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it for other reasons,
1: okay. <laughs> I I, I'm a fan I'm a fan I won't let anyone say anything bad about that movie I protect it at all costs so yeah I mean hey I love the fact that there are weird and wonderful attractions at all of these Disney parks some are great some are terrible and you know finding out that there's an Indiana Jones coaster or there's an Alice in Wonderland dark ride or there's a Little Mermaid dark ride like I love how each park has these different things, and and I guess that's one of the reason that I'm like, you know, it's my life's ambition to visit all six of them one day, because I just that
0: would be amazing. Oh, what a what a what a wonderful goal! What a wonderful goal in life. <laughs> hey,
1: so um, Tash, my Chat Disney co-host, she's done that. She's done all six. She's
0: done all six. She's been to Tokyo too. I mean, yeah. You're, and why not when you're in Shanghai? You might as well hop, a, hop across there and get it done. Yeah
1: she went on her own. Literally. She was, she knew she was coming back to the UK. And she was, I think she went to Tokyo with people. I don't think she went on her own, but she was like, I'm here. Like I have to do this. So she actually did Tokyo on her own. I think, no, hang on. She did Hong Kong on her own.
0: Cool. Hong
1: Kong was on her own. Tokyo was with friends.
0: Well, Tokyo only gets better and better. As as I've discovered more on Disneyland, Disney TikTok. Uh, They now have the Toy Story Hotel out there and they have apparently a full basically buffet restaurant devoted to the mickey waffle and (laughs) if you could tell i was in heaven
1: (laughs) well the food in tokyo so um if anyone listening is also i mean we're really branching out here (laughs) from star wars to marvel and beyond but if anyone's a mario fan the nintendo land at universal tokyo looks so good and the food, they have like a bread bowl, like a chili bread bowl. And it's in one of the cool little toads, like the mushroom toad characters from Mario. Wow. And you take the toad's like head off, like the red and white spotty hat and then it's filled with chili and they've got like a dessert that's like one of those gold cubes that you like hit for quite like it just looks Tokyo are just and they do I don't know if you've ever seen the melon bread that they serve at Tokyo Disneyland it's basically it's called melon bread it's Mike Kwasowski's head but like really well executed and they have like little Donald Duck and Mike Kwasowski bao buns and dim sums like the food in Tokyo is again just the food alone. I need to go. Oh, wow, we're
0: gonna we're gonna have to do a whole debrief on on all the very <laughs> cool things to do at each park. I, it's it's more exciting and it's just a rabbit hole. I could constantly just keep asking more and more questions. No, know, this stuff. right. I um, know. So back to back to California. Um here. coming full circle again. <laughs> um, I imagine that Disney Downtown Disney, as it is only called in California now. Uh, will be immensely popular as well during the Star Wars celebration. Um, what What are some of, like the can't miss restaurants um, or um, shops that fans can like? You know, w- what can they expect to see and what should they go visit?
1: Great question. So. Downtown Disney is quite small and for those of you that have watched the Imagineering, Imagineering series that won't come as a surprise and it's actually one of the reasons that Walt and the Walt Disney Company built Walt Disney World because they basically ran out of real estate
0: yeah.
1: so it is quite small and unassuming and it's it's so weird like I think this is the thing that will just shock you and surprise you the most when I tell you that it's literally like coming out of your house crossing the road and there's downtown Disney like you don't really know when you're in Disney and and when you're not it's so strange and really yeah it's really weird and like there's literally like a CBS on the corner (laughs) like it's really weird you gotta get your
0: water somewhere (laughs) well
1: there you go and so I guess one of the issues that that Disney downtown Disney has is that it's kind of competing with all of this stuff as well. There's a really nice little shopping, almost like a little, it's not really outlet, but there's a nice little shopping district just around the corner that I assume has probably profited from the fact that Disney is there. And Mm -hmm. that's got some really nice shops like Bath and Body Works. And I think there's a Sephora there. Downtown Disney itself doesn't have an awful lot there, especially if you're used to Disney Springs or Disney Village or Disney Town or whichever Disney place you've been to. So I would say for me, the standouts, first of all, there's a place where you can get beignets. So if you do go to New Orleans Square and the queues are astronomical because it's the only place in the park that you can get beignets then definitely, definitely don't panic because you can get them in downtown Disney and they are a little bit cheaper as well. There's also, uh, on that place, sorry, I should mention, is part of like a Mardi Gras bar. Oh,
0: and... is it the Jazz Kitchen? Yes. Got yes. a reservation. Yeah.
1: Have you? Oh, amazing. So we we went there. It's Mardi Gras themed. And we went there by happy accident. My husband was just like, oh, let's try and get a drink somewhere. And yeah, it's great. There's live music. As I say, it's jazz. New Orleans, like what's not to love? So that's definitely, I'm very pleased to hear you have a reservation because I really liked it there. The other place as well. I want to say Marceline's Confectionery, but I'm pretty sure that that is the name of the confectionery store on Main Street USA in Orlando. And yeah, all I these names that. right now are just all fuzzing together. <laughs> but maybe this is called Marceline's as well. Who knows? But there's a confectionery place in actual downtown disney and it's very very similar to the kind of places you see in Walt disney world where you can see the cast members make like the mickey toffee apples and the fudge and everything in the kitchen but you can see it like just outside you don't have to go into the store so they just have this huge glass window and i stood there for like probably about 15 minutes just watching them fascinated so that was really cool as well for me personally that was probably it in the way of shops but one thing that I do want to say that I think it's really, really important, especially for people that may have never been to Disneyland, but have been to other Disney parks. So something that I have always told people and just kind of always lived my Disney trips by is the fact that if I see a piece of merchandise, there's no point buying it there and then because you've got to carry it around, whatever, and it's going to be in the world of Disney, right? Mm that is not the case in Disneyland. Again, it's much smaller. And so there isn't one kind of huge mega big world of Disney that sells absolutely everything. And I, I don't live with regrets, but I had a regret. So (laughs) I, the last time I was at Disneyland was the 2019 food and wine festival. And I really wanted the, the ears there. Because, you know, they change the food and wine ears every year. I love my mini ears. And they're really cool. They were sort of gold colored. They had this really lovely, ornate sort of backdrop. But when you looked closely, it was all of the attractions in California Adventure. And then actually on the bow was a knife and fork, like a real... 3D like knife Mm. and fork they're just really really awesome and of course they say in huge letters Disney's California Adventure Food and Wine 2019 it's like you know you had to be there so I decided (laughs) I was going to buy these ears and on the last day we didn't have a park ticket for that day because we were going home but we said we'd spend the day in downtown Disney and buy all our souvenirs and couldn't because you can only buy those ears at the food and wine kiosk in disney's california adventure and that was the case for lots of things there was a really gorgeous pin that i wanted that was a disney d and i couldn't get a hold of that i actually managed to get it from one of the hotels in the end but they weren't selling that yep there you are but they weren't selling that in downtown disney either so you know, and like I saw Pirates merch in the Pirates gift shop and that's normal, right? Mm -hmm. But at Disneyland Paris and at Walt Disney World, you'd see that same Pirates merch in the world of Disney or in another location. Not the case at Disneyland. The shops all sell exclusive merch. So if you see something you want, please buy it. This is a happy story though, because a year later, one of my friends for my birthday managed to track me down a pair of the oh. 2019 food and wine ears she is a legend so it is a happy story in I, the end
0: i was gonna say i, I hope you got them but because i could only imagine <laughs> what that price is looking like on ebay
1: to well, on
0: the second hand yeah. market for them
1: <laughs> yes yeah, i think she did get them for me from ebay but as i say like she knew i think the pain <laughs> that this had caused me and I just I remember just being like to security like but please I was gonna give like a random person my credit card and my husband's (laughs) like no 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 not doing that I was like but but what if I he's like no you're not this the moment has gone (laughs) they're not yours you failed I'm like but there must be something that I could do and yeah, it was it was really, really awful. Um, you were going to yeah. all
0: lengths to get this.
1: <laughs> oh, I was gonna get these ears. But yeah, as I say, I I was at peace with it. And then um, yeah, my birthday, it was 2020 and it was during lockdown in the UK, and this package oh. arrived and it had all the like US stickers on it. I was like, what the hell is this? And it was it was the 2019 ears.
0: See, best case scenario. You still got it in the end, and now you have a yeah. wonderful story of the journey (laughs) the journey of it all it means more now than it than it would have ever
1: (laughs) this is so true but the lesson
0: is buy it first
1: (laughs) and i never i never say this whenever anyone comes to me you know i'm going to disneyland paris for the first time i'm always like hey don't buy it you're going to see the same stuff like again 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 no not the case at disneyland
0: let's say you can always pay off a credit card what do they say calories don't count at disney (laughs) you know you'll pay it off you'll pay it off eventually just just buy it you'll find a way to get it home
1: money comes and goes right
0: that's right you can't take it with you you can't take it with you
1: (laughs) calories don't count at Disneyland because you do so much walking right so that's another thing that you know is the same at Walt Disney World and Disneyland you're going to be doing a lot of walking and arguably maybe a little bit more because you probably are going to want to park cop, especially, I don't know how many days you have on your trip, but we had, um, you have two days. Yep. Okay. So you're, we're going to just do one.
0: We're doing one way. in each. Yep.
1: Okay. It's nice and sweet. But I think we had the last time I went three or four days perhaps. And of course then you do one in one park one in the other and then you're like oh but I want to do soaring but I want to watch phantasmic but I want to and that's where you know the steps just start to soar
0: well and then you realize you have to come back because there's just so much you 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 will never be able to do everything every trip and as you mentioned there's always cool stuff happening at various times of the year right for example when we're there that's when they've turned uh, Space Mountain into hyperspace Mountain so it's Star Wars yeah. themed so we're gonna see that for instance. Uh, for so cool. um, so cool. food and wine festival is uh, popular anywhere in the world I don't know if they have it anywhere um, across uh, across the seas I know if they have it in Florida and uh, and uh, California so uh, the fact that you got to go that's that's really cool I'd love to hear more about that one day eventually too
1: (laughs) oh yeah well I'm going to Walt Disney World's food and wine this year for the first time oh really
0: yeah you time your your trips at the right time
1: I mean I literally planned it to be food and Wine. you did that
0: was that was smart we see it all the time like the ads or you know it pops up on like a Disney plus show or something like that they'll advertise for it or talk about it to some degree and my It's always like yeah, that's the yeah. best time to go <laughs>
1: yeah. although now food and wine's like half the year I think it that's starts true. in July <laughs> now so it's kind of yeah but yeah it's my it's my favorite festival as I say I've only done it at California so very very excited to do it in in Epcot as well but yeah I think there'll be a lot of similarities but I think that you know with the context that you haven't been to a disney park for 10 years it's just going to be the most spectacular and i don't even think it's necessarily attractions right it's it's just being there and the ambiance and the music and the shows and Yeah, I should have checked this before we started recording. I'm not sure if the shows are running. I feel like I read that they literally started running like last week. And I probably said it in the news section of my podcast. (laughs) My brain is like a sieve. But I know for a fact that the Main Street Electrical, I think, is back. But the Fantasmic and World of Colour, if they are running, they are absolutely must-dos. They're just Fantasmic, you've seen. Very similar to the Orlando version, but there is stuff that's better, that I won't ruin. And World of Colour is a really interesting one. And again, I won't spoil it, but just very, very unique, very different from any other show that I've seen at a Disney park. The technology is not new to me because they have started to leverage that technology Mm -hmm. in other shows, but just very, very whimsy and yeah, must do.
0: Oh, incredible. Is Fantasmic the one in Hollywood Studios where it's like it's in its own kind of like amphitheater kind of thing where you're sitting there and then they do like all the water and lights and stuff like that. Correct. Yes. That's I om- I, I haven't seen it before. Actually. I almost got to what? see it. I almost got to see it. I'll- it's a wild story.
1: You've never seen. Oh, So okay. the first this time the I was there, thing. I don't
0: think they had it in 2006 or seven. I'm not sure if they had it then, or my mom didn't want to stay that late when we were there. So we probably had to vamoose back to the hotel. The second time I was there, it was with my high school. I was part of the marching band and we did a show on Main Street. Like we did the Main Street Parade or whatever that we did that thing. So um, we were there the entire week there after Christmas. So we did all the parks and stuff like that. So I got to do it with all my friends. And that was really cool. But um, we were we were seated there because they they were having us all do the fantastic. That's where we're like, we were meeting up and then we'd go back to the car, like to the buses as a school and. We got there and they're like, uh, they said they'll start it in like 30 minutes from when they intended to start it. Because there were thunderstorms in the area. And and we waited the 30 minutes. And then then we got the 30 minutes later the call that they're canceling it for the night. Um, As it starts, the heavens just start unloading on us. And I believe that was at the other end of the park from where the, the parking lot is. So all of us had a dash in the pouring down tsunami of rain that was drenching us all from all the way across the park. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh God, that sounds awful. And I, this this story doesn't have a happy ending. I'm. It sorry. does not.
0: Well, maybe it does. Ten years later, yeah, maybe. Well, it doesn't,
1: <laughs> <be>. <laughs> it doesn't because I've just checked. Oh. I'm so sorry. It's the 28th of May so you've just missed it but well, that means you have to go back
0: <laughs> another reason to go back a reason to go to florida you know there, there'll there be a way now there'll be a way. i assume you won't be able to see it from outside the park right it's not like a show yeah. that, that well I say like, because our hotel says you can see fireworks every night from the the rooftop there
1: yeah, you probably can. I could literally, and again, this is the other thing about Disneyland that's wild talking about proximity to just general Anaheim and everything. I could see the Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout from the window of Me. my hotel room which is like just wild. Like that's never going to happen in any other Disney park around the world because the whole property and the land around the park is owned by Disney. But just, yeah, very, very different in Disneyland.
0: So cool. So cool. So unique. Well, Mercedes, we're at the last question of, of our journey here today. So lastly, what I want to ask is if you could only do one thing in Disneyland, in the Disneyland area, California Adventure, Downtown Disney, Disneyland resort let's throw in the Disneyland hotel and Grand Californian and what have you parks restaurants shows etc you can only do one thing what are you doing
1: I think for me right now and where I'm at in my life (laughs) (laughs) it probably no it probably would be to stay at like the Grand Californian and it's a weird one I would change my answer depending on how I'm feeling in that moment but I think I'm not going to say Galaxy's Edge because you know fingers and toes crossed I'm going to get to experience that later on in this year yep, and I absolutely. think something, yeah something for me that I just I really enjoy taking the time out and you know I talk about this a lot that not kind of rushing around and sitting in Main Street USA and actually looking up And seeing all of the different names on the window and wondering who those people were and why they were instrumental to the Walt Disney Company. And going into that firehouse, that was just Mm. amazing. And yeah, something that I've never done is stay at a Disneyland hotel in Anaheim. So for me, I would probably pick a night at one of the Disney hotels. Let's go with the Grand Californian because it's the original and well it's not the original actually the Disneyland is but it's like the best one (laughs) the most expensive one and I'd love to have like a really nice dinner watch the fireworks out the window I think that's what I would pick and it's kind of I actually asked this question on Twitter the other day if you could have one night at any deluxe Disney resort in, in Walt Disney World what would it be that's kind of yeah where I want to I want to get to Tokyo I want to get to Hong Kong but I also would love to just experience more of the parks and I think that hotels are a really good way to do that.
0: Hey the future is always in motion and there's always something new to do at a park so I hope that dream comes true for you in the very uh, near future here.
1: <laughs> I hope so too it's, it's it's a really difficult one and again I'm sure you experience this when you're booking Disneyland but again because of the fact that you are staying at a hotel that is not on Disney property, but you can see the fireworks from your balcony. I could see the tower, the Hollywood tower, the guardians overlay. I could see that from my room. The Disneyland hotels in Anaheim become a very, very hard sell because for you know a fraction of the price you are over the road it's it's not like in orlando where travel is difficult you know there are lots of perks to staying in in a disney hotel in orlando proximity being the core one that that sell is is gone at disneyland so yeah hopefully one day but um yeah we will we will see watch this space
0: well, that sounds amazing. And thank you so much, Mercedes, for coming on the show and giving us a rundown, a one-on-one, if you will, uh, a crash course in all things Disneyland. I appreciate it, certainly from my perspective. I hope our listeners do at home. Um, but where can they find you and the fabulous Chat Disney podcast if they want to learn more about the wonderful adventures that are going on in your world and in Disney all over uh, as as time goes on?
1: Sure, so the Chat Disney podcast is available on all good places where you can get your podcasts of choice. You can find us on Twitter at Chat Disney UK and Instagram is at Chat Disney. And as the name suggests, we chat all things Disney, whether that's Star Wars, Marvel, Disney Parks, Disney Movies, Disney Plus. Yeah, come come join us.
0: Fantastic. I could not plug Chat Disney enough. It's a fantastic podcast. You and Tash do amazing work over there. Um, so go check them out, support them. And, uh, thank you everyone at home for listening. We'll be back next time next week with a brand new episode. Thank you. And may the force be with you.